a Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Let's get let's get going. Shall okay, we? all right, all right, all right. Thank you for joining us for our live uh, 100th birthday celebration. I am <laughs> Cecilia thinking, Ramsdale. Yes, I am, but <laughs> I think you probably knew that bit already. I'm a bit disappointed that we couldn't do it in person. And when I said to you, "Hey, why don't we do a live show for this?" I was thinking maybe we could get 10 people in a room and you're like, we'll do it online and we'll get lots more. And it was a great idea. But I'm looking forward to when we get the chance to do it IRL. Absolutely. But we do have an audience. We've got Jess can clap for us in the back. We should give Jess a round of applause as well because we're not used to having, woohoo, we're really not used to having help. No, <laughs> no, we don't. We, we, we run this thing. I was going to say cheers Sorry. to Cheers to you. Cheers to us. Cheers to us. Uh, cheers. We, we do run this thing here, Jess. Thank you. Thank you to you. Thank you, yes. For joining us. We can't see you, which is kind of disappointing. I thought mm. we were going to have a little Brady no. Bunch arrangement. We were supposed to, but so technology, but you can see us technology not for girls. <laughs> yeah, technology, not for girls. Why not for girls? Why not for girls? Uh, <laughs> but you can see us in our beautiful tie outfits. And then if you are listening to this um, and you're not joining us live... Check out the pictures because we look hot. We, we'll, be, we'll be definitely sure to share those no everywhere. Shame whatsoever. And get as much mileage out of those for the next however long. Many years to come. Many more years of podcasting, Cecilia. Do you know what? I wondered, I wonder how many wellness collectives we've got in us, which brings me to when we met. Remember when we met, right? Yes. Okay, we'll go back to how we okay, met. Okay, let's in a go minute. back. We need the music. I hope someone can cue music blink, when they edit blonk, this. Blink, <laughs> blink, 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 blink. Um, what okay. is that? Music? That's our theme song. Oh, it was good, wasn't it? I won't tell you what I, I thought you were doing. <laughs> okay. You yep. haven't even had any bubbles. Okay. So when we got together, we'll talk about how that happened. But when we first got together, I remember we were like, okay, well, let's nut out maybe eight shows and see what we can come up with. Well, let's go back even further. Okay. Tell us how I this happened. I had this happened. bright idea one day. You did. To run a competition mm-hmm. for a radio host or a, a podcast host. And actually didn't even realise how excellent that would be. It was yes, particularly yeah. excellent. You're putting that there. You just want to do some branding. Yeah. Um, because not only did I get an amazing response and lots of people, and I remember Bianca Dye <laughs> calling me up going, you're a marketing mm. genius. I was mm. like, I didn't even know it, but I am now. Mm. Um, all these people wanting to be part of it, which is so encouraging and so exciting because you decide to create a podcast and you think, who the heck's going to listen to that? Mm. Well, also, let's let's just take a step aside for a moment because we're talking five years ago mm. or four and a half years ago, mm. maybe five. And really, the podcast scene was not what it is today. Oh, no. There was a few. I mean, I'd been working on podcasts for about 10 years, but it was really ad hoc and you'd say you were making a podcast and people would look at you and this face, oh, what do you talk about? Did you about? ever use Blog Talk Radio? No. Oh, that was a podcasting platform and at the beginning of every podcast had their branding, oh. but it actually sounded like AM radio. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd have this quality. It'd have this jingle and then it'd say There's um, one problem with drinking bubbles while you I know, speak into a microphone. Yeah, sorry about it, that. It would say Blog Talk Radio. Oh, and then nice. you'd then it'd give you this jingle and then you'd start. Oh. Yeah. Okay, no. That I never was, that was ancient that's ancient um podcasting. Anyway, continue. Uh, hang on. Yeah. So no, you were saying you had this harebrained scheme and you put it out there. You put a video out 
Sitting on your bed, I remember. I was actually in holidays in the Gold Coast. Were you? It wasn't even my bed. It yeah, right. Though, Just didn't sitting it? In, a, in a bedroom. And it was like, hi, Nat Kringudis, I'm going to make a podcast and maybe you're the person to do it with me. Here's what you have to do. Answer these three questions in an audio format and this is what they are. Send them in, blah, 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 blah. And a friend of mine, Alec, shout out, hello, Alec, who is in the wellness world because I had nothing to do with wellness at that point in time and I had two small children and was doing voiceovers and stuff but was kind of trying to find what that next thing was that I wanted to do. Uh, My friend Alec sent me an email and she was like, oh, you should really apply for this because it'll be people that have got no experience in this spectrum and you do and you should do it. And I was like... Okay. Oh, we also had people, we had um, panellists that chose, Help Me Choose, remember? Yes. Yes, it wasn't just me deciding. It we had, wasn't. We had experts. But you know the funny thing? Experts. So I did it, like 10 o'clock one night, yes. like answered the three questions, one of which was, what would you do if you weren't doing what you were doing now? And I said, I'd be an architect. That yes. must have been the thing that pushed That's me over the line. for you. And uh, anyway, about two weeks later, I get this call from someone called Sophie. And she goes, Congratulations, you've won. <laughs> and I went, what? What did I win? What have I won? What did I send into on Step the box out of a yeah. box of cereal? <laughs> out of New Weekly. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, like, going back, full disclosure, I hadn't never heard of you. I didn't know who you were, right? She goes, you've won the chance to work with Nat. And I went, still none the wiser. <laughs> who the hell is Nat and why do I care? Like, what do you mean? Okay, well, this sounds good because I've won something. Great. Anyway, <laughs> we hadn't met. Like, so I, I kind of, I rang my friend Alec. I'm like, so I won. That's good, I guess. I don't know. What do I get? A <laughs> chance to work with you, which, of course, has obviously turned out to be Look at a us blessing. Now, we're Thai princesses. I know. I would never have been a Thai princess sitting here on a Thursday night. Well, it did evolve. We went through phases. We did start recording our podcast in a studio that had a picnic blanket on the top of the table, which cork wall. It was very nineteen seventies. It was very seventies, but soundproof nonetheless. Mm, Uh, And eventually, we did have the opportunity to come over to podcast one where Mm -hmm. we are now. Yep. And we're not going anywhere. We quite like it here. We like the. Plasticness of the studio. We <laughs> like the fact that they keep getting us confused with Hamish and Andy. We do like that as well. It's just, it's an easy mistake to make, isn't it? I mean, really. I've I talked to management about that a few times. I oh, know, they just won't do anything about it, will they? <laughs> I mean, really. Quite funny. But no, so yeah, when we did get together, we actually met in a cafe and uh, that was funny. It was like a date. Mm-hmm. And you had your children mm-hmm. with you, so you know it was a proper mummy date. And um, yeah, someone decided we were to like, have oh, those okay, to come so wherever you go, yeah, the kids, the children, yeah, mm, yeah. at that point, it was before school too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did the whole. All right, so let's um, let's make something. Yes. Okay. Yes. So we we did. We just started getting in there, and we worked out that I would be the every person, and you would you are the expert, and we would get in other friends of yours that were experts, and we'd take it from there, and. Yeah, we thought maybe, oh, we might have 25 listeners. No, you thought we were going to have no, 25 listeners. I still episodes. get oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not listeners. I get offended when she says this. She's like, yeah, for those 25 people listening, I'm like, bloody hell, there's more than 25 well, we people listening. We know there's more than 25 people listening. Yes. We have definitely got more than 25. Absolutely. But in the early days, we didn't know what we were doing. Anyway, it was an evolution. We still don't know what we're doing. No, but at least we're in the groove of not knowing what we're doing. And here we are wearing our Thai princess hmm. hats again. Oh and... And somebody said to us, actually, I think it was um, 
shout out to Grant, who runs the show here at Podcast One. Um, I'm pretty sure when we had a meeting with us, he was like, so are you going to run out of topics? And we were like, no, <laughs> and we haven't. And here we, we go. We will so. not run out of topics. There will always be something to talk mm-hmm. about. But we thought it might be fun to mm. actually recap on some of our favourite episodes. Yeah. And then we thought it might be fun to ask each other some random questions that each other doesn't <laughs> know. That's right. Um, I've had great fun collating questions. I'm so worried. I don't know because why. Because I just I tell you something. If you Google funny things to ask your friends mm. that they won't know you're going to ask them, it let me just tell you right now it opens up such a can of worms. Okay. I, I was thinking up my own questions. That was boring. Oh no, I did think of my own as well. Don't you worry. <laughs> How many of but you the got? ones that the the ones that the Google thought mm-hmm. of, the Google really knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty oh, funny. Okay. So, favorite episodes. Cecilia, did you have some time to think about your favorite? I sure did. Okay. So, now just taking a step back again to, you know, pre-podcast 1. We were trying to remember how many episodes we did, which I guess was kind of like our training days, wasn't it? If you when think we had about our trainer it. wheels on. Look, I think there think? probably would have been a year's worth fortnightly. So let's say 26 20, maybe, yeah, 20 I'd say something. So. Yeah. Okay. So, and we, we, did, we recycled some of those. We did. That was really stressful. <laughs> when we first came over to podcast one, we had to come into the studio and record a batch of, oh. and I could not work out for the life of me why I kept having jaw pain. Mm. You know you can't jaw- talk about jaw pain without someone suggesting that you've been doing things that aren't oh, rude things. Rude things, and I'm like, Dude, <laughs> no. And I finally worked out it's the headphones. They, I really struggle with the oh. headphones. The headphones hurt. Right. So didn't you see me fiddle with these all the time? Yeah, you do. That's why you're, they hurt. That's because you're a Thai princess. <laughs> yes, that's because I'm a Thai princess. But we did have to then batch record and update mm. and we spent hours. All of a sudden we became professional. We did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, but um, yeah, so really this is like our 100th episode, but we did do, yeah, like 26 episodes leading up to it and we, we have covered up. We should try and find them because we did cover off some things in those that we haven't revisited and there was some there was some gold in them there hills. There was some gold. However, <laughs> the one thing I will say is, you know, looking back like to that phone conversation where Sophie said, Yeah, you won. <laughs> I think my life changed completely on that day and I didn't realise at the time, as you never do when when opportunity comes your way. Um because, you know, working with you is is a blast oh. and I have learnt so many things. Likewise. But like how to say brought to you by. <laughs> Just make her keep saying it till she gets it right. Every um, time we do an ad, <laughs> we have to do it. She says brought. I go brought. to you. Brought. Brought. Okay. Do it again. Um, but the thing is too, I think because also here at Podcast One, we deliver weekly and so we've just had to kind of stretch to think about things in different ways. But what it's meant is the the breadth of guests and and people that we've had in our shows have really been amazing. Mm-hmm. And the things that I've learned, and hopefully you as the listeners and the especially the ones joining us tonight, um, you know, I really hope that everything that we do just adds a little bit of the a little piece to your puzzle, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So top ones tonight. I reckon my first favourite episode was the one about betrayal with Debbie oh, Silver. Yes. I thought yes. a lot about this, yes. right? Because if you think about it too, when you work in this wellness world, there's a you've spoken about, you know, how you gotta be careful. There's a lot of stuff well, out you there. You gotta be careful what you say, definitely. Yeah. And also there's there's information out there that you can that's everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So to find things that are a little bit left of center is kind of where we try to head. 
And this idea of betrayal being something that is like grief, but kind of more complex because the person who's betrayed you has made a choice to do that. Whereas, you know, like if you're grieving someone, sometimes that's just a matter of situation and that's what's happened. Um, So this idea that betrayal uh, is something that someone does to you and how you deal with that was really blew my mind a bit. Mm, It was very good. That's episode number 54, by the way. Yes. I was going to say betrayal, post-betrayal syndrome. I'll tell you something funny after about getting letters mixed up. What else? What else you got for me there? Okay, so my next one is uh, episode 42, which was about managing your money with Canna Campbell. Oh, yes, that was a good one. So I think finances and wellness go hand in hand and they don't often get kind of the connection that maybe they should because especially, you know, at the moment there's people that have lost their jobs and what have you and their whole life then changes because the the, the wealth that you have or ha- don't have mm. really does affect your life in many, many ways. Whereas, so Canna Campbell is a a lady from um, Sydney. She's a financial advisor and she's a young woman and she's amazing. She had that challenge. What was it? How much? The $1,000 challenge. a bit more than that. No, well, because what you do is you invest $1,000 and then you You build it, build it, build it. Yes. On the back of that, whilst we're talking about Mm. same vein, episode, gosh, episode 75, (laughs) How to Be More Savvy with Olivia White was a very similar, Mm. similar vein. Yes. Yes. Well, she was talking. That was one of my favourites. I just thought I'd slot that in rather than revisit. Well, we can go bounce, bounce if you like. And the other one, which is different but same, was episode 13, How Excited Was I to Get Pam Grout? Do you remember how excited I was? Yes, that's my list favourite author of mine. And she talked how to be richer, but she was talking more about richness in life. So tell me about what you knew about Pam Grout. I'd read all of her books Mm. um, and I often, what you might not know, is sometimes we reach out to people via Instagram and just send them a a video. Video goes a long way. If you want something out of someone, send them an Instagram video. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we did. And she replied and said, I would absolutely love to be on your show. Now, I also just reached out at the same time to... um, uh, Esther Perel no, no, and Brene Brown. Brown. I can't work out why Brene said no. I'm still trying to work that one out. Don't know what happened. Well, she's probably got more time on her hands now, so maybe we should try again. So Pam Not Grout, everyone's for everyone. Don't big it down. <laughs> I mean, she hasn't said no Anyway, forever. Pam Grout was a highlight as well. Yeah, but, but why? Because I had read so many of her books and her words really changed things for me. I don't know about you, but do you ever read something and it completely changes your thoughts about everything you ever knew before. Mm. And I didn't, you don't even necessarily have to relearn or learn. It just changes in that instant. I read it and things changed my perspective and I was like, I can't not know that now. Yeah. Well, interestingly, I I, I couldn't be there for that interview. I think it was away or it was early in the morning or something because she was in America. And so I read that, um, I read the book, uh, Thank and Grow Rich. Yes. I read that after we'd, you'd spoken to her. And same, I had this like light bulb moment mm-hmm. and, you know, she just, it, it's about gratitude and, and I don't know, manifesting a bit, I guess. Yes, but um, definitely about that. The, the gratitude stuff was really interesting because she, a lot of what she had to say boiling it down was that, you know, if you start the day and you say, to, you, you put your feet on the ground and you say, today's going to be awesomely amazing then you have a good day or you you see things through that spectrum of or through that lens and and you do have a good day and mm-hmm. actually some days 
especially lately where it's been a bit trying to get up out of bed, mm. I have done that. And it is amazing how just kind of um, taking control of the way you approach something can really change, you know, Absolutely. The, the whole way you Absolutely. experience things. So, Definitely. Yeah, that was your fangirl moment, wasn't that it? That was my fangirl All moment. All right, hit me with your third one. Oh, Oh, my top of my list was, and I'm sure it is you, yours as well, Tommy Little. I have not laughed that long. It was so timely. He was so hilarious and totally inappropriate for what our audience would normally deliver. <laughs> totally. He we talked about willies in wine glasses. Yeah, I know. Um, we were going to ring him, but he's at the football. Well, I don't know. Should we try? <laughs> I don't know. I don't we think that's going to go very well. I Probably think you should text try. him first. And he's going to answer at the football. You realise that? You might not be at the football. And I'll keep talking while she does that. And then I loved also the overcoming adversity and midlife crisis discussion we had with Lisa Kordoff. Yeah. Where we spoke about as women. Which is not what that happens. long ago, right? No, it wasn't that long ago at all. Um, but what happens and why that and why that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, my other one I loved was episode number 36. So Tommy's was episode 90, mm-hmm. and then Lisa's happened to be episode 91. Mm-hmm. But then there's one if we back right. Back, 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 episode number 36, being middle-aged with Joan Stanley. That was pretty oh, funny too. Oh, yeah. See, I like all the funny ones. I <laughs> <laughs> like, life's too serious. I can't deal with all of this. Yeah, well, there's a bit of that. All right, we're going to try and call Tommy Little. I mean, I do have two, two oh, no, one because I said I just want to say that Tina has written, Tommy Little episode was definitely a great one and great timing of it too. Well, yeah, it was at the start of the we COVID lockdown. Purpose. I want to make a special mention to one more mm. episode, and I didn't get the number. Am I going to try and ring him? If you want to. Well, go on, I'm just say. doing this while you, mm. yes, All I right. thought you I've might do number. that at the same time. That always comes in at the top of our listens mm. every month, and that is how to be happier with Lola Berry. Every single month it's at the very top. Isn't so it So clearly funny? you guys like that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> and that one goes back to about number three. It's like right, Correct. right back in the Correct. beginning. Yeah, Correct. okay, all right, I'm going to try and read oh, Tommy. Gosh, this I'm nervous. Like totally you never know what you're going to get. He's probably, well, hang on, how's he at the football? Oh, he might just, not be. He, he can't be. be. No one's project. at the football. No. Worse now. Can we leave him a message? Yeah. What are you going to say? I don't know. Here we go. Hi, Tommy Little. Hi, Tommy. Okay, it's Cecilia <laughs> and Nat. Loud. We're doing a live wellness collective and I just thought I'd ring you for, you know, see how we go because everybody <laughs> loves the episode you were on and you did say you were free. So here we are. Anyway, have a good night. Go Pies. Bye. Go Pies. Well, okay. did you have any more episodes that you wanted to include like in that? Live radio, but worse. Hey, um, yeah, so the <laughs> last one that I wanted to mention because it, we did it over two parts and it resonated with a lot of people. Not you, I might say, because this this was a real insight into you, which I just found quite extraordinary. Mm-hmm. It was the imposter syndrome double up. Yes. Okay? Yes. So episode 62 was the one with Suzanne Mercier, yes. who works with people on, you know, how to overcome it and identifying it and whatnot. And she was brilliant. And then we did one with um, some of our friends and listeners, Jackie and Rosie, talking about their experience. Now, these are two women who are really experienced in what they do uh, and are confident, are amazing women, yet both of them felt like they were in this situation where they had imposter syndrome and it had held them back and they had double-guessed themselves and they'd had bosses that had projected that onto them. And I remember when we spoke to Suzanne, you were like, I have never experienced this before. I didn't even know what they were talking about. I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) What would someone else be thinking that they can do what you're doing? Like, I don't get it. 
And, and I love that. Like, just was do like, the thing. I don't understand why. Why? I don't. I still don't. I mean, I now I understand. In, in theory. In theory, but I still don't understand why you just don't go and do it anyway. But, like, but, just feel the fear and do it anyway. That's so good, though. That's good because that's. But that's how you've done all the things you've done, right? Well, I guess so. But mm. I just, I just, um. Yeah, no, it, is gay, it gave me great insight, but it still made me think. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's other things that I suck at, let's be honest, <laughs> like organising the cameras to be turned on. Um, but I just, yeah, I just, I was blown away by how mean we are to ourselves, mm. how we really lack that self-confidence to kind of go, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Um, I'm just doing it or I, or I know what I know. Yeah. Um, and I always just think that someone's going to know more. But that's not my audience anyway. Mm. That's where I reside in. I'm like, someone's always going to know more than me, but that's not who's listening to me because the people who are listening to me are learning. Mm. Or, you know, from us even together as a as podcasters, people, we get feedback all the time. So, mm. yes, I, I understand, but I think we can be a little bit kinder to ourselves and nine and a half times out of ten, no one's standing there doing that. No. Yeah. You know what, though? I think also to your... You benefit from you've got a warped working. sense of reality, Gringooters. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. But you do benefit from working in an industry that's predominantly female. I'm thinking because I think part of it comes from growing up and being told that you, you know, you earn things and you need the approval of your bosses, and then you move up and all that kind of stuff, and knowing your place, you know, that kind of thing. And I think because. You probably not well, no, I've never been had through to, that structure that to be helps, through that. So that's good, yeah. It's but very, you know, apparent well, very, very early on in my life that that structure wasn't going to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Even doing this episode, I'm like, let's just can we get access to the studio in the night time? And you're like, I don't know. I'm like, well, let's just go on then. Go and tell them that's, that's what we're tell doing. Them that's what we're doing. Well, here we are. And here we are. So, yes, favorite episodes tick. Next, we have some questions Mm -hmm. that we thought would be fun to ask each other before we throw open to questions from all of these people that are listening. Our hour is really going to go quickly. I know. Okay. All right. right. I would like to know. First question. Yes. How old were you when you had your first kiss? Where were you and was it good? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's really personal. (laughs) Um, You can make it up if you're really embarrassed. Really? Well, you know, you'd be like, back sheds. Actually, no, can I tell you, it is quite funny because it was at my kid's school. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't my school, but it's my kid's school (laughs) and that's pretty funny. Okay, how how old was I? Uh, 14. Oh, good. You went four. That's good. No. 14. Not 40 either. 40. Maybe I was 40. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these get these go downhill you from Googled here. Googled these, didn't yep. you? No, that one I didn't. That one actually. You made it oh myself. right, God. Yep. I, I'm, yep. mine, mine were like nice ones. Okay, fuck that. Um, what is the weirdest thing a guest has ever done at your house? Oh, I don't know if it qualifies as a guest. <laughs> no, your husband does not. <laughs> no. What about a tradie? <laughs> yeah, tradies okay. work. So we used to have this flat in Paran, and we were renovating the bathroom, and we weren't staying there. And I came back one morning at like seven thirty to to just check on something or pick something up. And I walk in and the toilet flushes and the plumber had turned up and just done a really big poo <laughs> in the door. And I was like, isn't there a rule that you're not supposed to do that? At your, but 
I don't know. I just just have visuals. Like, so maybe he had a really sore stomach. And you know, maybe. like in Bridesmaids, when she's walking across the road in the dress and she's walking down, 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 and Aww. she ends up, he's going to do it in your lounge room if you didn't do it in your toilet. <laughs> well, I suppose that would have been worse. <laughs> um, but no, otherwise, can't think of anything. No, okay. my, my guests are generally fairly well okay, behaved. Good. I'm glad. So okay. Probably not hanging out with the right people. What secret conspiracy would you like to start? Oh, gosh. Where, well, all the good ones are sort of taken, aren't they? I just thought it was on point in the <laughs> yeah, world right good. now. Um, okay, so no 5G's out and the <laughs> chip thing is out and the world is flat. Apparently that's still a thing <laughs> in some circles. So no, I don't can't think start well, any of those. No, those ones are all good. Um, Donald Trump is actually an alien. <laughs> there you go. Thank excellent, you. excellent. And that You've explains well. a lot, does, I think. It does. And then I have another one. Why are they going to be so boring compared to these? Okay, go and on. Not, um, it's a bit personal, but it doesn't. Don't get, think dirty. Just think weird, right? You're the one that thinks Strangest dirty. place you've ever had to urinate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a boy. I, I can tell you that where my mind went, but I want you to answer first because I... <laughs> All right, I think you just need to... I'm going I'm to push that one back onto you. Okay, you're going to get one of those. Where's your funny one? I never forget we were in... Um, Greece on my honeymoon, <laughs> family village that had a strip of shops and it was literally the petrol station, the local um, Savlaki bar, mm-hmm. um, a post office. Uh, did I say petrol station? Yes. No, yes. No, post office, petrol station, Savlaki bar, supermarket. Yeah. And so funny because the Australians were there mm. and this has got nothing to do with the urination, but the people would drive past because we were <laughs> sitting out the front. Story. Like they'd set up this big table for us and we're sitting out the front of the Savlaki well, shop the as you do. Station. At the Savlaki shop because oh, okay. it was all owned by family, right? All right yeah. They all worked their own there. Mm. And people would like slow down and like drive by, like but trying not to look <laughs> like it was the king and queen were in town. I was like, these people were looking at us. And I was, I'd been on the islands for so long. I was so tanned. I kid you not, all you could see was my teeth and my eyes. Mm-hmm. But I went to go to the bathroom and it was the first time I had ever, ever in my life seen a stand-up toilet. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, the good thing was my bladder was A, so full and B, I drank enough to be a little bit tipsy mm. and those things require one thing and one thing only. Balance? Nope, just pee as hard as you can, <laughs> fast and hard. <laughs> just <laughs> And I promise you, it can't go wrong. You just, it's like hard and fast. You can't even I think about. wearing a dress. I think I was wearing a dress, yeah. but you can't think about it. You just have to do. <laughs> <laughs> My mind went straight to that. When I saw that question yeah, today, right. I was like, oh, I can answer this. Oh, I wish I'd done See, something fun like that. It's not like I'm saying you may, you're urinated in the middle of a nightclub or something. Oh, I never did that. Oh, there's people. Someone was telling me about that the other day. Anyway. No, that's that they not me. Put, turned on the cameras because someone actually did more than a wee in the middle of the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, right, I'll find this person and turn the cameras on to go back and have a look at the footage. Yeah, right. And it was someone he knew. Oh. Anyway, okay. You hang out with some really fun people. <laughs> yep. You, you're, you're fun to hang out with. No, just not weeing in the wrong places okay. enough. Um, go on. And if you could do a podcast, I know you've got your own podcast now as well, which you should give a plug to. Yes. But um, a bit if you could podcast on any topic, what's it, and I know it's not going to be IVF. No, just because we've done so many of them and you're like, not another IVF one. I even edited a series on IVF for someone else, so I really know a lot about it. All right, so what, what would it be if you could choose anything um, you liked? Okay, so I'm glad you said that. So I have been, <laughs> I have been working on this idea, and this, you will not, this won't resonate with you at all because you're a doer, right? When I was 18, I worked at a cinema and it was crazy town. And Did anyone wee in the cinema? <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. And it was the 90s and so it was like before all the stuff happened. 
like, you know, internet and mobile phones and crazy business like that. And I've always wanted to turn it into a story. And I figured last year, I'm like, this is going to be a podcast. I've wanted to make it a TV show, a comedy show, but I don't know how to make all those things, even though I started at uni. So I'm like, right, I'm going to make it into a podcast. But yeah, I just, I'm not going to say this. Haven't had time. Right. Oh, yeah. But you just have to do it. I just got to do it. Yeah. yeah. Not even think. It's like weeing <laughs> in the stand up toilet. You don't Mate, think, I you just do. Now, Hard and fast <laughs> aim. Okay. I'm glad we've sorted that out. Let's just, let's just give me, cut me some slack on the back of the uh, last 12 weeks. I've had all of my family home mm. around the clock and yes. working. So, yes. Totally. Wow. So totally. I wish I'd gone first because mine are really boring. No, they won't be boring oh, at hang all. Hang on. Here we go. I think you might have already told us this, though. What's the most embarrassing thing you've done in public? wasn't that because no one was watching me ah, pee hard and fast. right. Okay. Most embarrassing thing I've ever done in public. I do so many embarrassing things <laughs> in public that I don't even know how to answer that. Okay, so let I me- do things that I laugh myself knowing full well that someone has seen me. Mm. I guess... I have this one dress and every time I know that I wear it, it always goes up over my head every single time. You wear your best undies. I still wear it. I wear it knowing that that, not on purpose knowing that, but I wear it and then remember. You do. You love. That's pretty embarrassing. But I've done so many embarrassing things. I can't think of anything. Let me come back to it if I think of something else. Let me me tell you what I did the other day. Go on. Okay. So I took the kids to the drive-in the other night because you can and it was exciting, Mm -hmm. even though the movie was, mm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I fell out of the car. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it hurt a lot and I said lots of rude words That's and I might have even funny. cried for a moment. Are you okay? I'm fine. You're Thanks bruised? for asking. Oh, yeah, I'm bruised. Oh, no. On my knee. Oh, and you know dear. why I fell out? Because I caught my foot on my handbag strap. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even drinking. It wasn't a drunk mum weird no, thing. sure it wasn't. It was just, and yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's so funny. So there you go. That was that was mine. And and actually, I don't think anyone saw me except the kid in the next car who just actually heard me rather than saw. <laughs> and he didn't say anything. He didn't say you were right, miss. He heard the repercussions. Uh-huh. Mm. Poor fella. Yeah. Anyway, all right, next one. What would your final meal be? Oh. You can say anything. It doesn't have to, to be say, wellness approved. No, it doesn't no, have no. to be a kale salad with <laughs> a celery juice. I don't eat kale. Um, And definitely not celery juice. I would probably have maybe a savlaki. Mmm. <laughs> And I would then want follow it up with a stand up wee. <laughs> I'm mad. I probably need a whole like cheese board situation to begin with. Yep. And then I'd have savlaki, which doesn't even match. And then I would my favourite dessert cheese? is mm-hmm. yogurt and peaches. Great. Mm-hmm. I love fresh peaches, but if peaches out of the can are kind of particularly delicious. They're better. Fresh peaches freak me out. I have well, a phobia of that peach fuzz. It's like it makes me go, <laughs> like with people go like that on the chalkboard. Yeah, oh, the, the fuzz peach does fuzz that. makes me go, oh, I like Isn't the that fuzz. weird? Okay, mm-hmm. you can have mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you discovered anything about yourself from making this podcast over the years? That I don't know what the hell imposter syndrome is. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Um, what else have I discovered? Not really. I guess more for them from you. Like you're like you just do things. I wouldn't even know that I do things if you didn't tell me I did things. Mm. I just do the things. I don't do it going. Yeah, I do things. <laughs> you teach me a lot about myself actually because you're very good at being honest and <laughs> you compliment. You're very good at giving compliments. Oh, that's good. I thought you were going to say I don't let you get away with anything. No, yeah. no, I don't. You know, it's compliments good. are important. Yes, they are. One definitely. should always tell. People they love, that they yes. love them and that they've done things well. Definitely. Because there's a hell of a lot of criticism out there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh, and this is my last question. Have you ever read a book twice? Oh, hell yeah. 
Definitely. Oh, which ones? I read books twice all the time. Do you? Yes. Didn't know that about you. See, I'm just a book once no. person. No, I'm definitely not a book once person. Oh, wow. Because I have this. <laughs> you I just blank the info straight memory. away. I have a shocking memory. It's not shocking. It's just I move on very quickly from mm, things. Yeah, you do. Yep. So you can do something on the weekend and say we have a fight, <laughs> like a blowout on Saturday. <laughs> By Monday, we're best friends again. I'm yeah. like, I can't even remember what it was about. Who are you again? Yes, yeah. exactly. Dory. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I do read books over and over and I have several that sit on my bedside that are there on purpose to read over and over because yeah, they've taught me things. Right. And I need to remind myself. Okay. Yeah. So not novels you're talking about? Uh, not novels, but actually, no, if I particularly do like a novel, I will read mm. it more than once. Yes. Mm. I, I do, but I, I tend to not any, like anything too too sad. Okay. It's all about feeling better. <laughs> I wish I was a psychologist. <laughs> Should I do something in that? Oh, probably. Yeah, there like you go. I've learned something about you. All right. So... We've got questions. Um, great. I can't see them because I've got my I can, glasses I can on. Read so them. How about I can I read them. I can read them. All right. So Casey has a question. Hi, Casey. Hi, Casey. I really wish we could see you. Well, I, I know. Well, we know for next time. We're all learning Technology, here. Why not forget? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> can you explain what that means to people? Just okay. So all right. Sorry. We say that and we say it all the time. I think it's wrong. So years ago, I was in an op shop in Lawn with my cousin from England, who was a delightful man. And, um, we were just rummaging and he found this book that was from like the 1940s and it was called Technology, Why Not for Girls? And we didn't buy it, we just laughed and laughed. But to this day I wish I'd bought it because for that $1.50, you know what, I reckon there would have been stuff in there that would have helped us on so many occasions when buttons don't do what they say they're going to do. Totally. Can't see the Hilarious. pictures. Hilarious. So we say it all the time, to... Technology, Why, why not, not for, for girls? girls? It's kind of ironic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. If anyone ever finds that book again. <laughs> Yeah, if you can find it, just just do it. I'm going to invite Jess on. She's like love and life. Okay, um, you know, sorry. Thank we'll you for be able to hear you. So we've just the first question. We had the amazing, uh, the amazing Rebecca Robinson, and she Hi, had a Rebecca. question uh, initially for Nat. How did you get into women's wellness, and was it always a burning passion? How do you get started, and what's your advice? Mm, hell no. What kind of burning? <laughs> I don't know about you, but. How does it feel to think about all that you are going to do every day for the rest of your life is listen to women who are complaining about their hormones not being happy? <laughs> <laughs> at least you've got answers. If they were doing it to me, I'd be like, mm, I don't know. Well, that's actually why I Eat continued. So I don't have this grand story. I guess, yes, I didn't have great hormone balance when I was young, but I didn't mm. even know any better. I didn't put two and two together. Um, but isn't that often the way with medical people that they fall into things? I like, think so. I think yeah. you've either already had a history of some type of complication mm. or, yes, you see a lot of the same thing. And that's the way it, it just turned out that there were a lot of women banging on the door that wanted help and I truly did not know how to help them. Their symptoms weren't things that I had learnt when I was studying gynaecology and women's health. They just weren't conducive with what had been Mm -hmm. scientifically and physiologically researched and proven. Um, So I started to research and uh, sort of surrender to the idea of treating these women. And I I would continuously ask women for permission to practice because that's Mm. what we essentially are doing Mm. in the industry anyway. We're practicing. We all, that's why you say it's a practice. Mm. Um, And because I didn't know how to help them, but I didn't want to not try and they weren't getting the answers anyway. They weren't getting solutions. So that's how that happened. Um, And I guess it was very right place, right time. Although when I say that, my own business coach or whoever would say, no, no, everything's planned out. (laughs) That's what you're always going to do. And I also... um, 
I can see things that people can't see. I don't know how you explain that, whether it's intuition or sixth it's just... Sense, like I see dead people. Right, right. Well, you're going to laugh, but I can <laughs> smell when people are sick. Yeah, you're like so, one of those dogs. Yeah, I can smell when people are sick. I can. <laughs> what kind of sick, though? Um, all sorts of sick, but I will, if I, that doesn't sound good, please don't come and see me if I'm like, <laughs> um, just need to go off and get yourself a scan. Um, no, but I can, I can smell all sorts Differences. of, Differences. Wow. Yes. You're not the first person to say that though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've, yeah. So, and even down to the staff will say, why did you do a certain, why did you treat them that way? And I'm like, ah, uh, because I did. Like I could just, mm. I just knew that's what they intuition. needed. So it's intuition. So I think it's a bit of that. And over time you learn to embrace that. I used to push against it a lot, especially when I would know if a patient was or wasn't pregnant or. Um, can you tell if someone <laughs> walks in and they don't tell you they're pregnant? Can you tell? Mm, often. Mm. Not always, but often. Yes. Um, and that's another trap I don't really tell people because I don't want patients sitting there like, am I, am I? And you're like, oh, gosh. Um, uh, I did just yes. told everybody. No, but you don't always know. That's the thing I would never say. I only would say if I know. Mm. I would never say if I don't know. That makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, that just led on a path and I was really fortunate to have a series of things that really uh, catapulted my career, again, right place, right time, mm-hmm. right back even as daggy as Health Talks when we put out an online TV series well before our time, well before anyone was really using YouTube, but it really took things to new levels and we just grew really quickly and really fortunate to um, have been in that position just when wellness was becoming cool. But also... Your a lot of what you were doing, and correct me if this is wrong, but was helping women fall pregnant. And I remember when I, before I had kids and there was a couple of um, people, I knew that were, you know, maybe thinking about it or trying or whatever. And I remember one friend saying, oh, there's this amazing woman who does acupuncture and really is, helps you fall pregnant. I think it was probably you. Um <laughs> But I remember at the time going, well, <laughs> why would you need that? You well, know, and but but I think that was obviously a, an area that back then wasn't something that was, you know, across the board, and I was think it? The other thing with especially Chinese medicine was it was underground for so long. No one talked about it. It actually mm. wasn't even accepted as being okay to talk about it in the industry amongst peers and colleagues. And I just couldn't see why you wouldn't want to do that. So I did do that. I talked about it a lot. I am mm-hmm. that person that's often on the outside of, you know, uh, whatever that might be, whether it's an institution, or organisation, a school, whatever it is, I like to kind of sit in my trouble own little... Troublemaker. I'm not a troublemaker. <laughs> I don't want to cause trouble, but it doesn't make... Like, that didn't make sense to me. Why would you not talk about something that yeah. is so awesome? Yeah. Um, and it was. I think it was because the industry lacked confidence at the time. Um, there wasn't a lot of evidence and, and people want science. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, we've come a long way since then and people accept that sometimes things just work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if I tell you to stand on your head, which I wouldn't do, but that worked for you, then that could, you know, who cares? It's not harmful as such. No, but yeah. I guess doctors might look at it another way. You know, we have a lot of patients that come in and will be told not to take certain things that we might prescribe for them whilst they're doing certain treatments. And whilst that might be good, sometimes it it might actually work either way. And so that's my line of work is to understand my craft and how that integrates with other modalities, not the other way around. So mm. I'm confident in what we do and we get great results in what we do. And, I, yeah, now I can't say that I'd ever be doing anything else. Podcasting? So, well, yes, I do like to talk. You do, don't you? I've established that. She does, she does like to talk. All right. <laughs> that was a good let's, answer. I let's like do that. Some, let's do some more questions and I great. think we'll segue there. got a question from Tina. Uh, and Hi, Tina. She is wanting to know, question around birth control. 
Uh, can a woman stay on birth control and have a healthy body if she does all the right things? I'm laughing because I'm like, <laughs> what do you think, Cecilia? What have you learnt I in have, our time together about learnt. birth control? This is what I've learnt. It never worked for me personally. Right. I couldn't take it. it. made me very, very ill. Mm-hmm. And learning from the people that we have spoken to and your good self, uh, that you have to be very wary about how it's going to affect you personally and the repercussions it has on the rest of your system. So I think not the hard part too part, is that because it what, affects lots of other things. Right. What you'll be told is that it's perfectly safe, fine, mm-hmm. and there's nothing to worry about. But uh, unfortunately, you can't know until you're on it. That's the challenge. You can't know how your body will react or respond until you're actually taking it and therefore you can't really answer that question until you actually are. And then if you actually are and you come up with a whole lot of ramifications, mm-hmm. then that takes time to recover from. Recover from. So that we spoke to Lara Bryden in mm-hmm. one of our podcasts. I don't have the number right here, but look that one up if you haven't listened to it because mm. there was something she said in it which I had never, although your friend Dr. Sean might have had something else to say about it, but... She did say something along the lines of when you take the pill, it stops. Yes. So what she so here's the yep. research around that too. I know what Thank you're you. going to say. Yes. Is that it depends on what age you start taking it. The later in life you start taking it, the less long-term impact it has and that's because it halts your hormones at the age that you start taking it. So, for example, I had a beautiful patient today. She started taking the pill when she was first diagnosed um, with PCOS at 14 mm. and she's come off the pill now in her late 20s and I had to explain to her that her hormones are as mature as her 14-year-old self because that's at what age they were stopped. So that's where the challenges lie. If you haven't had that maturation of your hormones, that's, that's a big problem. But the thing that I didn't realise about that was that your hormones aren't just about reproduction, mm. it affects your bone health mm. and your brain health and your all of your organs and all Everything. of the, your whole system. Everything. And so if you're not feeding all those other parts, then that can be a problem. So I think the thing you I'm can do doctor, is be proactive. But I have found that Yeah, out. no, no. The thing you can definitely do is be proactive. So I would be saying, you know, before you make that decision, have as much information as possible. Probably do a blood test to know where your borderline, like not borderline, where your baseline is mm-hmm. um, and monitor it because no one's going to monitor it for you. You have to be responsible for monitoring it. And that's the challenge, I think, also with in, in any implant, marina, copper IUD, it needs to be monitored. Those things move, they cause all sorts of complications. Um, so have regular blood tests, have regular check-ins, look after your gut, look after your vitamin and mineral stores, and at least you're putting your best foot forward. But also to kind of learn to listen to your body mm. a bit. Well, if I you think feel the challenge up. Totally, but the challenge is that so many women don't feel themselves whilst they're taking some type of synthetic hormone and they don't know that it's that. Mm. And they don't know until they stop. This beautiful patient today said the same thing. She's like, I was so scared to come off the pill, like so scared. I said, why were you scared? She said, I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm. Fair enough. And then she said, I am so happy. It's been five (laughs) months and I feel normal. I never knew what this felt like. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really it's a really tricky space, isn't it's it? It's very difficult and there's no right or wrong, wrong answer. It's just having as much information as you can. Mm. And also that's what I think we're here for too. Like yes. I like I said before, the little piece of the jigsaw puzzle. Yes. You know, you take that bit away and you go, oh, okay, I'll see if that applies to me. All right, Jess, any more? We do. We have a few more health questions yeah, coming exciting. in. I can't um, answer that. I'm excited. So we've got one submitted by Anonymous. Why do women have prolapses and is it treatable? 
Mm. Oh, good question. Um, it can be hereditary. It can be injury. It can be so many things. In Chinese medicine, we look at the gut, funnily. Oh, enough. really? Mm. I we look thought at the it was just stomach. about having babies and having poor. No, it can, it's to do with <laughs> muscle tone. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've got to remember too, if you're deficient in certain nutrients that your muscles need. Mm. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Never thought yeah, of that. So it can affect you. If you're not absorbing those nutrients, then that can affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you probably haven't realised that maybe you, ha- you injure easily in other areas of your body. Um, so it's not an easy question to answer, but it is treatable if you can work out what's going on. Mm. And we do treat it in the clinic. Do um, you? Hmm. Never come across that one Treat before, all sorts of we? weird and wonderful things. I can't tell you. In my I've got a, career, yes, I've treated all sorts of strange things. I'm not surprised. There's, the strangest things I see in pregnancy, I have to say. That's yeah. when the really weird, wild and wonderful things happen. Like what? Um, I guess they're not strange. They're common, like placent, placenta previa, where the placenta's covering. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So that's so treatable. So treatable, yes. How? Acupuncture. Yeah, right. Moves it along. Mm-hmm. Come on, move along. Yep. Um, failing to thrive, a baby that's not growing. Yep. Very treatable. Often they're delivered early, though. It's like, oh, please give me a chance. Mm. Um, when you have the like severe pu- pubic pain, yep. that's a favourite to treat. Unfortunately, you have to literally stick it where it hurts. But um, mm. but yes, <laughs> yeah, it works right. really well. Any mother that's in, well, expecting mother that's in that level of pain will absolutely let you needle their pubic bone and their pubis, yeah. Um, all sorts of things, also anything. There's nothing you can't treat. You just don't know what you're doing. Yeah. No or pretend put, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> yep, that's what it comes to. Just be really confident. I know okay. exactly what to do. So, And if not, just go hard and fast. Just give this a go. <laughs> Hard and fast and don't think about it. Celery juice all the way. Oh, um, I went on, we, we bought a new trampoline when we were in oh, lockdown. How did the, how's the pel, how'd the pelvic floor go with well, that? Well, yesterday I spent about half an hour on it. <laughs> half an hour washing underpants. <laughs> well, it was all right, but I did say I have to get off and go to the toilet because I had a full bladder and it wasn't a great combo. I never forget when we first started CrossFit. <laughs> and <laughs> here's an embarrassing story. Oh, yay. How, I had yep. light grey leggings on. And we never had wear to gray do mile. skipping. Never, never. And I very quickly learned that you, I, I couldn't skip without wetting myself. Yeah, which is awesome. Well, I bought a skipping rope too, and apparently, then my friend said you'll get prolapse. So I went, oh, that took the fun out of it straight oh, away. I can skip now mm. better than ever, yeah. and I don't pee myself anymore. Great. It's good, but you definitely shouldn't wear light gray, no, light gray leggings. So you did a bit of that. Oh, I was just like, oh man, I'm sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Crotch sweat. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Oh, my gosh. All right. Oh, so sweaty. Okay. So well, funny. that's a good question. Thank yes. you for the prolapse question. Oh, that's funny. I also would not have known about the grey mile crotch sweat. No, don't well. wear grey mile. No, no, don't. Ever. Not, good. not when there's sweat Not around. just actually ever, probably. They were, mm. Well, look, I get gifted things like that that I'm like, I want to wear for the people, but... Not in the pants area. No. Don't wear it in If you're 12, pants. it might look good. Yes, anymore? Yes, All right, we're going we're gonna to jump back to Casey. Yes. So, Casey, question for both of you. Yes. What is the best piece of general advice is you've received and what's the best piece of advice you can give? Oh, wow. Ooh. Go on. Ooh. Best piece of advice you've ever received. Um, I think that you don't have to be anyone else but yourself because no one actually else, else can actually be you. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yes? Yep. So, people like you for you um, and I think... Then on the same vein as that is fake it till you make it because then if you're actually faking it, you're not being you, so therefore you're not actually going to get to be the person. No. So, yeah, so I think fake it till you make it's really um, dangerous. I think you can you can do your best. I think you can try really hard and 
kind of feel like you have the answers, but I don't think faking it till you're making it's great because anyone that's really done that, they've all you gone. They've what, all disappeared. Well, they don't even exist anymore. We've talked about this before, though, right? Because authenticity is goes a long way. Uh, well, and also it's so much easier than trying to <laughs> so lie. I've had two pieces of advice. I'm just thinking of in general that were short and sweet, but changed my life. Right. The first was in my first real job. Um, I remember going to my first like performance review. I think it was getting paid $22,000 a year. And I was like, gee, I hope they up this to at least twenty five, <laughs> And they did, I think. But one of the things they said, it was a family run business. And they said, you need to dot your I's and cross your T's. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, oh, I thought I was doing that. But no, because it's amazing how often you, you work with people or you encounter people that just don't, just rush through things and don't, think it through. And I think if you are genuinely passionate about something, making sure you're doing it properly is really important because you know when you've not done it properly. Right. And right. the second yes. piece of advice, which did apply to me as an audio producer when I was doing technology, why not for girls? <laughs> one of one of our uh, mats that was on our IVF um, uh, Episode. podcast, yep, IVF from the man's perspective, uh, he, <laughs> I was working with him, he's a delightful man, and I was making something, I was editing something, and I wasn't sure whether I would, had done it right. Mm-hmm. I said to him, can you come and have a listen for me? I just want to get someone else's opinion. And as we were walking back to my studio, he said to me, you've got ears, haven't you? Oh. <laughs> oh. But what he was saying was trust your judgment. Right. Yes. You know, he was like, if you think it's okay, it's okay. Right. You know, and I, I've taken that on board because so many times I've come across things where I'm like, oh, am I, you know, am I double guessing this? You wouldn't understand this imposter syndrome thing. <laughs> um, you know, like, oh, you know, have I really, could I, you know, da, da. and I think, no, I've got ears. There you I go. I think it's all right. Best piece of advice ever. Let's you've go. got ears, Cecilia. Yeah, you've got ears. Love you've it. You've got ears now. Love it. I do have ears. Yeah. Yes. This next question, I swear I haven't embedded it. Oh, you oh, have. Go. No, I haven't go because on. now it's going to be like the next question covers block fallopian tubes, <gasps> adenomyosis and fibroids. Ooh, go <laughs> on. So the next question is from Serena. I've just found out I have blocked fallopian tubes on top of adenomyosis, fibroids and high-level antibodies for Hashimoto's and Graves. What can I do to support my body, get it ready for IVF? Um, she's, she's struggling, she's gaining weight and she's not feeling supported by her GP and her fertility specialist. Oh, wow. It's so much. I'm sorry. That's a lot for it you to lot. have to actually be experiencing. However, you can always, no matter what, improve the circumstances for the outcome. So no matter, even if you were to be able to improve your um, how you feel, um, your mindset, the level of inflammation or pain that you've got in your body, even if you could look at both of those, all of, add everything up and those three things being 5% each, we could improve you by 15%, let's say. Yeah. Um, that's still going to put you in a much better place for IVF. And I would say to anyone who's embarking on IVF, try and get your body in the best place possible before you go down that path and absolutely believe that you can do that. So, you know, I've never seen someone who can't unless there's some type of um, injury you know, some mm. a car accident where they've had something cut or mm. um, that actually can't. It's just about getting the moving parts all in the right place. But I would say work on the Hashimoto's first and foremost for 
um, fertility and maintaining pregnancy because the fallopian tubes and the adenomyosis, at least the IVF, yes, okay, it might make it a little bit harder, but it's not an, a no in falling pregnant. The Hashimoto's and the thyroid are definitely important for maintaining pregnancy, conception and pregnancy. And I've seen a lot of patients lately that definitely haven't advocated it strong enough and I haven't advocated strong enough um, for them for certain medications that they've needed and the outcome hasn't been favourable. What is Hashimoto's? Hashimoto's is an autoimmune disease that impacts the thyroid and then thyroid is really, really important for so many things, especially fertility. So trying to get that Mm -hmm. um, treated and that is very treatable and if you can give yourself 12 weeks to treat the Hashimoto's, you'll probably find that inflammation in your body will reduce, antibodies will reduce, um, you'll just feel much better and more in control and Mm -hmm. be in a much better position for not just egg collection but um, conception as well. So um, lots of ways you can do that. Don't want to sell myself, but I do have an e-course <laughs> masterclass for that. Um, and something that sometimes, something as important as IVF, if you can see um, the benefit is definitely getting a second pair of eyes in complementary medicine to support you with that because we get to fill the gaps mm. that don't get filled um, in the in the system. So if you, you know, there's so many facets to that and so many things you can do, but I think if you can focus on that aspect and really uh, get your thyroid in a better position, you'll absolutely have a better outcome for IVF. I might say one thing I have learned from you that I probably didn't really think about before I met you was this idea that you don't just treat things with drugs. You can work out what the cause is. And I never really thought about well, that I think before. The thing too and is I that, like, we've got so a headache, better. right? We've got a headache. Hang on, I'm going to put my hat back on. Good, now. Done, I'm good go job. We've got a headache. That's okay. It's fine. Yeah, sometimes you have a headache, you haven't drank enough water, eaten mm-hmm. enough food, dehydrated, sat in the sun, hormones are a bit crazy. Fine. But if you had this that headache at the same time every week or the same time every month, then you might start to go, hang, hang on a minute. Mm. What's it, causing what's it? What's causing it? The Panadol will give you relief, but it doesn't treat the problem. It just gives you relief. And so if you start to rely on that, mm. there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not fixing anything. No. So I'm all about the fixing oh, and, and digging being in. the detective. Like, it? why is that happening? Got a giant um, magnifying glass of you. Right. I love to play detective. I love it. It's the best. It's so fun yeah. because it's seeing the things that people can't see, seeing the things that get overlooked or just bypassed. So many mm-hmm. things get bypassed. Right. Well, do we have any other questions? And we, we wish you all the best. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And just connect with us on Instagram. I'm always chatting with people there. Serena. If, you know, Yes. Good luck, Serena. Serena's already said thank you very much. Oh, very friends. welcome. Um, we've got two more questions. Okay. We've got Stamatia. Nat, once you finished your degree, were you nervous stepping out into practice and how did you cope? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> My very, very first case oh, was um, a recurrent UTI. That was my first thing yeah, I ever right. treated, yeah. ever, ever. How did you treat it? Do you remember? With herbs because I wasn't an acupuncturist then. Yeah. So that was even harder because you only had one tool, mm. not several tools. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, no, I wasn't. But did that person it was, know they were your first patient? Hell no, they did ah. not and I was never going to tell <laughs> ah, them either. I love it. Um, no way would I ever tell anybody. I'm very sneaky. I'll tell you a story in a second. But before I do tell you that. I was very, very fortunate that the year I graduated, I choose, chose to do so and left my classmates behind to go on and complete their double degree. I pulled out, registered and came back in a different system and studied six months later. What that meant was 
no one registered for two years in my from my um, level year level because I had to continue to study for another two years. Did you do that on purpose? I didn't know. Or it just happened, but that it way. just happened. Wow! So there weren't many practitioners, new practitioners coming out. So I had this head start, which mm. was really lovely. And then you're not going to believe this. Yeah, I love probably this. not. So then I started studying acupuncture. Mm-hmm. And that was so, and the only reason I did that was because the uh, prerequisite qualifications was about to change. So I was forced to go back. Otherwise, it would have been um, superseded, null and void, whatever you want to call it. And I would have had to go back and do a whole lot more. So I was like, okay, I'll just finish it off. So I managed to talk the head of department into me not needing to do clinic hours in clinic, mm. but do my clinic out, clinical experience in my own clinic. Very good. <laughs> because I was already I was already actually giving acupuncture without being qualified, but you're allowed to call it needling. So I'd say to patients, <laughs> I'm not qualified yet. <laughs> Fine. But you I love me so much. Give it a go. What could <laughs> possibly go so wrong? You love me so much that I, I'm studying this but I'm, and I will be, you know, I'm working towards that. But I could give you some needles today and it would really help. And they were always like, oh, yes, please. Fabulous. And so I gained so much experience yeah. before I was qualified that by the time I was qualified, it was just part of what I did. Yep. So I don't know that you'd get away with that now. Oh, look, I know I push buttons and... My God, you do. <laughs> You're not a rule taker. Unregister. <laughs> we do things that are a bit unconventional. <laughs> but I, it's all for a purpose and it's I'm very passionate also about the right way and if that's not the majority, that's okay. Like mm. just do what is in your heart. So does that answer that question? Yes, it's funny. Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've got one more. We do have one more. Um, it's from Miss Yu. Uh, can you please advise why my prolactin might be really high even though I'm not pregnant? I had my LH, progesterone and other hormones um, a bit off in previous blood tests and they seem to be a bit better now, but prolactin is suddenly high. Assuming that you've had um, this proper scan done to make sure that your pituitary is okay because sometimes um, you can have uh, your pituitary compromised, which would be uh, leading to elevated prolactin. I'd also ask other questions. Are you sleeping properly environmentally? Look into your environment. Is there mould? Is there something else that might be contributing to uh, the elevated prolactin? And it's really difficult without knowing the history to comment more than that. But if there hasn't been uh, further um, investigation into pituitary, I'd definitely start there to make sure that that's fine um, and then look at those other factors to see um, because it's definitely important. And if your FSH and LH is, um, is um, I love FSH and LH. For those of you who don't know, two hormones, really mm-hmm. important in fertility. Um, one stimulates the follicles on your ovaries to grow and the other one triggers ovulation. And they are actually the two most valuable values that you can go and find and often not tested and can tell you so much about what's going on. In fact, nowadays it's one of the main tests that I'll ask for in the clinic. I don't need anything else. I just need those. Blood? Blood yes, tests? blood tests. And they need to do it on cycle day two or three, which is actually really great as well because you do it when you get your period. And if you don't have a period, just test at any time, that's fine. But oh, okay, so you get your period and then you go and get the yes. test. Yes, yeah. Oh, but well, it's that's like easy. A, it's so a, you don't have it's to It's so much more easy than ovulation. ovulation. Correct. Mm, so yep. it can tell us a lot. So, um, yeah, there you go. That's it. Excellent. Thank you, everybody. We have had pretty much, you know what, I know I'm going to log in yeah. to my email. Yeah. I could already see people that were trying to get in and couldn't get in for some reason and I don't know why. But anyway, yeah. I know I'm going to. I'm going to actually open 
to that. But what it might mean is we need to do it again. Yes. yes well, like I we said, do. I really want to do it in real life. Yes. Too. Well, so definitely. As soon definitely. as we can gather in one place, let's, mm-hmm. let's definitely have mm-hmm. a, a wellness collective girls night in. Totally. Um, before we go, I just want to take the opportunity to say, Celia, thank you so much for 100 episodes. We do this with not that much effort as two busy mums. What are you talking about? Um, and that, well, hang on, listen. Mm. The reason that it doesn't take much effort is because we actually know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and we love doing it. So We do love um, doing it. Can I just say too, I was actually thinking about this today and about how we do this and how, you know, like four years ago when we did it, there was, you know, there were some podcasts and whatever. But because my background is in commercial radio, there was never a show with two women. Never. Well, look at us go. I know. Well, yeah, but this is the thing, right? You know, hearing women's voices talking about things that actually impact and affect women is what we're here for. And oh, I actually go. think that's the best part of what we do is giving voice to people who, you know, don't hear stories about themselves very often. Yes, yes. definitely. Definitely. Yes. On that note, if there is someone you would like to feature on one of our episodes, yes. please let us know. We would also especially love to... Oh, please rate our podcast. If you have watched us live, please take a photo <laughs> of how crazy we look right now and share it and hashtag and tag in the Wellness Collective. <laughs> we would absolutely love that. And, of course, also share where you're listening to us, when you're listening to a podcast, send it through to us. Um, we have a social media manager now, finally. It's not me doing it anymore, so you've noticed oh, that that's but I liked your lol. You came out with some funny things. That was good. Uh, anyway, yeah. all good. I'm all still right. there perving. Until next post. time, we hope you feel happier, healthier and better. Bye, guys. Bye. See you.